Um, good evening. This is uh, episode 71 of, of uh, Aussie Tells All podcast. Welcome, David, for another night of junior basketball talk. Hey, how you doing? Pretty tired, but I'm, I'm good. Now, um, so last week, Gonzaga split last week. They uh, lost by 16, then they um, dominated uh, um, UW by 27 points. Thoughts on last week's action for Gonzaga last week? Uh, it showed me that uh, our rebounding needs some work. We gave up way too many offensive rebounds, uh, both in the Villanova game and the UW game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, thoughts on the Nova game overall, and also what can they learn from that game also? They need to work on their interior defense. Um, Nova was getting to the paint any chance that they could get. Um, caused us to get into a lot of foul problems. Um, both Melson and uh, J3 fouling out. Rui getting four fouls. Tilly with three. They literally could get into the paint at will and either get a bucket or get fouled and get sent to the line. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that. Now, um, how good is DiVincenzo, Di Bridges, Brunson, and Booth for Villanova? Oh, amazing. Um, DiVincenzo was he was excellent for them. Um, came in with the uh, with the foul problems that uh, Brunson was having, and came in and was lighting it up. And then he got into his own foul problems, but he gave them the spark off the bench that they needed. He was able to keep them afloat when uh, Brunson was on the be- uh, on the uh, bench for most of that first half. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Larson had the end one on Brunson, seven points on block in the first half. Thoughts on Larson that first half there? Larson did a yeah. great job uh, filling in for J3. Um, he really did. And picking up 24 minutes with uh, J3 being in foul problems and picked up 10 points, five boards, a couple of assists. And um, he also picked up a block. Um, yeah. One of the things that our big men need to do less of is turn the ball over when they're in the paint mm-hmm. um, and in the block. They they turn the ball over quite a bit. Um, and at one point, I think uh, it was Larson that ended up uh, bringing the ball down. And uh, one of the Villanova players grabbed it and uh, caused the jump ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's a a common issue of Gonzaga history and people, big guys, they uh, put the ball on the floor and not go straight up with the ball. Absolutely. Like, they, they don't keep the ball up high. Like they've been teaching tall kids to do since they were in grade school. And the, the, the biggest guy who did it a lot was, was Zachary. Oh, absolutely. But Zachary wasn't uh, a dominant as dominant of a post player as he could have been. Right. Um, he preferred to uh, be 15 feet out and shoot that little jumper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think the officials were happy, were happy because they 44 fouls in that game, four players fouled out in the game. Thoughts on the officiating in that game? They, they, they called a tight game. Um, and Villanova plays a very physical style of uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga um, isn't used to. But 44 fouls, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's a lot. They called it tight. Yeah. Um, 
in a big matchup like that, um, prime time, Madison Square Garden. It it was a uh, it reminded me a lot of the uh, the national championship game where the yeah. <laughs> refs were calling everything tight. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And the and the fouls were pretty even across the board as far as not one side or the other was getting targeted. Yeah. Um, both teams had 21 or, uh, or, uh, Villanova had 21 team fouls and Gonzaga had 23. Yeah. Yeah. The key was that, uh, Gonzaga had seven more turnovers than Villanova. And we just, we, when we would get close, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't come up with timely stops. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Now, it seems to me, though, that Nova Shafik seems to did the Zags in last uh, last week. Do you think do you agree with that? What was that? The shot fix. Oh yeah, yeah. The shot fix did him in. Um, I think it was Brunson. Brunson has a killer shot fake. Yeah, and he got uh, he got Perkins to jump a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just like with. Uh, um, I was watching the the Duke BC game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Grayson Grayson Allen has one mm-hmm. of the best shot fakes I've ever seen. Oh yeah. And uh, Brunson and Bridges had very similar, very similar uh, shot fakes, and it and it caused us to jump, and it gave them an open lane. Or it it caused them to uh, foul a jump shooter, which is one of the number one sins of yep. basketball is you don't foul a jump shooter. Right. And it's hard to stay on your feet, though, I guess, if you're so good at it. I don't know. It's hard to leave your feet, I guess, at some points. Absolutely. And, and it's – you don't have to try and block every shot. You can right. test without leaving the floor. Yeah. And that's that's what Gonzaga needs to do more of is contest the shot with your hand up without leaving yeah. the floor. If they right. leave their feet, then feel free to jump late. But all it can take is a hand in the face to to bother a jump shooter. Yes, absolutely. Now, so at halftime, uh, Zags have 12 turnovers on the first half, and they're down by 13 points in the first half. Thoughts on that first half and those stats there? For for as poorly as we played, the score yeah. should have been a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we were turning the ball over and over and over. Um, Villanova was hitting key threes. Uh, Bridges was on. Bridges was killing it. Yep. Uh, Divincenzo uh, was killing it. Mm-hmm. Between the two of them, they shot seven of twelve from three point range. When you add in Phil Booth, they collectively they shot nine of uh, seventeen. So fifty percent from three. That's lethal. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good. Now, the Zags knocked down a three, get down at single digits, but it seems that Zags dug them in deep a hole that they cannot come back from. Oh, absolutely. Whenever they, uh, I, I think at one point they brought it down to seven. Yeah. As soon as they brought it down to seven, Villanova drove down, hit a three to put it back up to ten. Um, they just couldn't get the timely stops. Uh this team is a, a lot more of an inferior defensive team than last year's team. Yeah. 
Um, our closeouts are very weak. Um, it's when when we get out to three point shooters, it's almost like we're jogging out there and we're not getting hands up. Yes, absolutely. And, and I noticed the uh, I noticed it in both games, the Villanova and the UW game. The closeout on three point shooters is very weak. Yeah, it's it's a half half effort, I think. Absolutely. Yep. Now, even though we did lose the game, we have some good plays though. So. So Larson, Batillion, the power slammer thoughts on that play. And Larson is a very gifted passer. Um, that high-low game between uh, Larson and Tilly is incredible. Once uh, Larson gets the ball in that post, uh, that uh, the elbow area, yep. he, he looks to pass it. And whenever anybody is cutting to the basket, he finds them. And it's, it's, a, lot what, it's a lot like what we would do with Karnowski get him in the high post, get the ball to him, and then run action along the baseline, and we can get ourselves layups. Yeah. Now, do you think that Mark Few sees Larson now get hang with the big boys and now give him some more minutes, you know, down the stretch here? I, I don't think so. I think he's still going to slow play it. He's going to okay. go to a, uh, a six, seven man rotation for a lot of the, the games uh, down mm-hmm. the stretch. Larson will definitely get minutes while we play uh, WCC play. Right. But come tournament, uh, come WCC tournament and the NCAA tournament, yeah, you goes down to a seven-man rotation mm-hmm. and plays Williams and Tilly both 33 minutes plus. Right. Um, but he 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 benefited of uh, J 3s foul trouble. He sure did twenty four yeah. points, and he he was very efficient with what he was doing. Not very efficient from the line, but he was right. he was very efficient altogether, though. Yeah. Now, your thoughts on Bridges' poster he had on? I'm saying it was pretty insane. Are you still there? Uh, yeah. Okay. My I, phone was cutting out. Oh, um, I, I was just saying your thoughts on Mikhail Bridges' poster dunk. He had on Larson. Oh, he he had that over three players. The one right behind him, and then the one off to the side, and then Larson. It yeah. was. It was definitely a top ten play. Yeah. Uh, one of the dunks of the year. Um, when we get to the UW game, uh, Norvell had yeah. his own, but. Yeah, this was a beautiful dunk by Bridges. Sure was. Now, the Tilly volleyball buff out of bounds play. Thoughts on that little uh, thing there on the baseline. And it it's going to happen more and more when uh, when those loose balls happen. He yeah. has the way to uh, to bat the ball in the air and and keep it in play. Yeah. And that that volleyball skill they kept making uh, note of it during the game. About every uh, game, <laughs> his family being volleyball players, right? Absolutely. Now, the nasty dunk by Norvell there, also in the Nova game. Oh, absolutely. And Norvell is, I said it in the last, the last podcast, he's a very gifted driver. Um, yeah, sometimes he gets out of control, yeah, um, and it's gonna get him in trouble where he forces shots that he shouldn't. Um, he draws or he he gets uh, charging calls 
yeah. because he, he drives out of control. Yeah. Um, but he is a gifted driver. Um, he has a nose to get the ball in the basket when he does drive. Yes. And this play was very, um, very confusing what happened here, but um, Perkins breakaway pass flick shot turnover. Thoughts on what was happening there? <laughs> it's, it's, with Perkins, we get uh, we get good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, it's ugly. We just we we couldn't hold on to the ball. Right. It was we just we just any time we would start to get momentum, we would turn the ball over. Um, Perkins had five turnovers. Mm-hmm. Four assists. That is not the kind of ratio that a point no. have. Nope. Now, final test of the game here for Gonzaga. Zach Norvell, twenty-two points, four three, then four threes, and then Josh Josh had sixteen points. Larson had ten points. Twenty-five minutes. Thoughts on those three guys there? Norvell had a great game. Um, he proved that he's big time, um, and he's and he's finding his stroke. Shot four from eight from three, eight from twelve from the field. Two for two from the line. Perkins, um, again, good, bad, and ugly with him. Yeah. Um, ended up shooting four for 13 from the floor, but he was seven, eight from the line. So he was being aggressive. Yeah. Um, and he's he's getting fouled shooting three-pointers, which is yeah. uh, becoming a, a more common thing. Yeah. Um, he had one in the PK-80 where he got mm-hmm. fouled shooting a three. He had yep. the one against Nova, and then he also had one against UW where he gets fouled shooting a three. Yep. And if as long as he can hit those free throws at a consistent clip, yep. um, I'm okay with him being aggressive with uh driving to the basket, even if he's shooting four for thirteen. Yeah. When he's getting to the line like that. We can definitely use it. Yep, and then uh Larson then Larson, Larson ten points twenty four minutes. And he, he shot very efficiently, four from five from the field. Um again his free throws could use a little help sometimes um, yeah. two for five, but he had a very efficient game. Absolutely. Now a crazy week in college basketball last week. Um, UW stuns number two, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Well, Chicago beats number five, Florida. ASU beats Kansas again. BC beats Duke. Thoughts on college basketball upsets from last week. It's, it's, it was awesome. Um, Notre Dame also lost. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Notre Dame lost to, uh, um, oh, who did they lose to? It was uh, they, they lost on a last second three mm. to uh, Ball State. Ball State, wow! When Notre Dame was ranked number ninth in the nation, wow! So it's it was a great it was a great week for uh, college basketball. I loved the upsets. Um, I loved seeing uh, Arizona State take down. Kansas as well. That was pretty. Yeah, Kansas went down twice this week mm-hmm. against two unranked or against one unranked team and one really good team. Arizona State's—they're they're good. The prize team of the year. Yeah, they are. They're killing it. Bobby Hurley's got those boys playing. Oh, absolutely, and that's to be expected after what uh, Hurley did at Buffalo. Yeah, he took, yeah, he was, took them to the tournament. Tournament, tournament team, yeah. winning program. Yeah. Now, so the Zags win the game against Nova, six six twenty two from three point and thirteen turnovers, thirteen assists, nineteen turnovers. Thoughts on those stats, 
and that final house in the game as well. It's there's there's just not much to say. Um, we turned the ball over way too much. That's been yep. a uh, that's been an issue all season where we've turned the ball over at a very high rate. Yep. Um, all season, um, and in the in the games that we've lost, that's been the the major issue with our uh, with our losses. The game against Florida, it was turnovers, and we couldn't uh, turnovers, fouls, and we couldn't guard the three. With Nova, turnovers, fouls, yep. couldn't guard the three. Mm-hmm. Um, Nova made ten three pointers out of ten out of twenty one, so they shot damn near fifty percent from three. Yeah, it's and when we start falling in love with the three, we lose what makes our offense good. Right. There's a there's a, there was a lot of possessions in the Nova game and in the UW game where it was one maybe two passes, yep. And then a three pointer with fifteen twenty seconds still left on the shot clock, yep. And that's yep. that's not the recipe for us excelling. Exactly. Exactly. Now next game was happen on Sunday night down in the down in Mount down in Seattle to face UW. Gonzaga went into their first road game of the year, basically, and won by 27 points. My phone's cutting out again. What was that? I was saying thoughts on the on the road game, first game of the year, up 27 points on the road against UW. We started off a little slow. Um, we again uh, defensive rebounding was was a little bit of a chore for us. Um, we gave up a lot of offensive rebounds uh, there early in the game. Um, we gave up six overall uh, offensive rebounds, which is not a high number, but a lot yeah. of those happened in the first first half. Yeah. Um, and they happened especially when we moved into the 2-3 uh, zone. Um, when we get into that zone, they tend not to find their man to box out. Yeah. And it, they end up giving up easy baskets that way. Yeah. Um, but overall, we played a great game. Uh, yeah. J3 played amazing. Yeah. Silas played amazing. Um, Norvell uh, <laughs> stuck with his scoring. He yeah. uh, suffered a little bit as far as efficiency goes with the scoring. Right. Um, but he kept – I don't when, – when you're shooting 11 threes and only making two of them, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's too many to be to be jacking up. And we had an issue making the threes, um, especially the corner threes. Yeah. We, we couldn't hit corner threes to save our life. Right. Uh, it was nice seeing Kispert back. Uh, yep. Playing 13 minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um he had the one uh, made three in the second half where mm-hmm. it it was just the one of the most beautiful shots that you'll see uh, yeah from the from his uh, stroke to the ball mm-hmm. seen out of his hands to the ball yeah. hitting nothing but the bottom of the net absolutely now do you consider UW a rivalry game or just cuz like we always we dominate them over the past decade or so the 
the only rivalry that 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 would be considered is that we're in the same state, right? And that we tend to fight over the same uh, players. players. Yeah. Um, but as far as competition wise, no. Yeah, I agree. Now on tw- Twitter, it was a big big cup up over the announcers. Your thoughts on the broadcast? Were you annoyed as 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 I was with the uh, broadcast? To be honest. Uh, I had a lot of it muted. Uh, oh, that's probably a good thing. There's very few broadcasts that I'll listen to. Yeah. Um, anything on Pac-12 Network is going to be Pac-12. Bio. Right. Yeah. Um, anything with uh, Dan Dockich, uh, yeah. I won't listen to. Anything with Bill Walton, I won't listen to. Yeah, this was uh, probably the worst broadcast we've seen all, all year. It was... Uh, it's pretty atrocious. Oh, yeah. But I'll just move on from that. Now, there were 38 foul calls in this game. Your thoughts on the on the, the whistles not having them flow in this game here? Again, they're going to call it tight, um, especially when uh, when you get two teams that are playing a little bit more of a physical style, mm-hmm. um, which, granted, we shot 28 threes. Yeah. But there was a lot of times where we were pounding it down low. Um, with J3, and we were getting a lot of drives from Norvell. Norvell went to the line eight times. Mm-hmm. Um, Williams went to the line nine times. But when uh, Williams decides to put his head down and 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 actually back his man down, he makes good things happen out of the post. Yeah. Uh, but we went back to... Uh, Larson not having a lot of minutes. Granite, he was in foul trouble. Yeah. Um, but still he's uh he's gonna have to get some more minutes for us for us to uh make a deep run in March. Yep. Now I did read an article um after the game on Sunday on the review that J three said that in the past five games or so, he's been had not really his greatest games that he's been trying too hard. Now he's having fun now, and looks like he had a good. Uh, I think that now he's back to what 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 he wanted to do now. Absolutely, and he's he's the the fun loving player. He's not one that's going to be all serious. And yeah, he showed that last year. He he with that smile that he has is infectious. Yeah, um, but it's just a matter of. Um, playing his game he tends to try and shoot too many jump shots yeah rather than go to his patented hook yep yep absolutely now zachariah that slam and, and the and one thoughts on that that play there oh yes i was i was scared when he hit the ground i did uh, i was too when i saw it at the bar um when he hit the ground i was i was worried because he hit hard, but he got right back up and yeah, he was at the end one. Yeah, he has a lot of spunk in him. He's a lot of fire in him. Oh, absolutely! And he is—he is the type of player that uh, we need um, on this team. Uh, just, just his attitude in general. He—he uh, he is the uh, the prototypical Gonzaga player as far as attitude goes. Yeah. As far as the UW 
EDUP thing here. Do you think that Mike Hoppins can make EDUP a relevant program down the road? It's very possible. Yeah. Um, when uh, he starts getting more of his recruiting in, um, as opposed to uh, Romar. Romar's leftovers. Right. Um, I think he can turn them into a, a middle of the pack Pac-12 team as opposed to a bottom Pac-12 team. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Kisper came back, as you said earlier, um, for the first time in two games. Watson is his, his, his game in limited time there in 13 minutes to play. Limited time, he, he, he only had the one made basket, but boy, was yep. pretty. Yeah. Um, he's, he definitely showed that he was rusty. Yeah. Um, which is to be expected. Yep. But, uh, again, turnovers, um, at, turnovers at key times. Kispert had two of them. Yeah. Norvell had two of them. Um, Jay will, or J three had, uh, one and then Perkins only had one, which was, it was good. He had eight assists to one turnover, which is a lot better. Yes, absolutely. Now, do you think the game plan from here on out is to go in, go from here on out is to go inside out? Seems to have worked really well last, last Sunday. And that, that's, that's what I, what I mentioned at the beginning of the season that we need to do is go work inside out. Um, because we do have talented three-point shooters. Yeah. But when that's what we are focusing on, um, I mentioned uh, earlier that we had many possessions where we would pass the ball once or twice and then jack up three. Um, When we get the ball inside, let the defense collapse on J3 or Tilly or Larson. Yeah. Then kick it out we have a much better chance at making that three. Um, going back to the Villanova game, they, uh, Jay Billis kept talking about how Villanova always goes uh, from good to great to best as far yeah. as the shots. So they will pass up the good shot to get a great shot, and they will pass up the great shot to get the best shot. Yeah. And that's that's what we need to focus on. Absolutely. Now, what did you think of the awful angles on the on the game they had on camera angles of the game at, at times? I'm not a big fan of the Pac-12 network, um, but again, we we don't get a lot of uh, games through that network. Right. Majority of the games that we're going to watch are going to be ESPN or uh, Root Sports. Root Sports HQ. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of yeah. spoiled as far as that goes, but yeah. Um, we are. Pac-12 tends to have their own way of doing things, so I'm glad we only get the one. The one game a year. Yep. Absolutely. Now, the ball movement looked pretty well um, last last Sunday. Your thoughts on ball movement passing-wise? They have a lot of, of uh, issues with that last Sunday night. Oh, absolutely. 20, 20, uh, 20 assists on 33 made baskets. I'll take it. Um, that's better than uh, a 50% clip uh, as far as um, the assists. Yep. It, Perkins, again, took care of the ball, which is a great thing. Uh, eight assists to the one turnover. Um, we also had uh, four assists from J3, yep. three assists from Norvell. So right there we get the majority of our assists, we get 15 of the 20 assists right there. Yep. 
absolutely. Now, Kisper knocks down the open three thoughts, and again, again that three open three. That, that three got the key before. Yeah, one of the one of the most perfect shots you will ever see from yeah. a jump shooter. Just the follow through and the <laughs> uh, the release of the ball going straight up and down, as opposed to fading away or fading side to side, which he tends to do on some of his shots. Yeah. It was just, it was a beautiful shot. Yes. Now, speaking of Kispert and Zach, do you think that Zach has earned a starting spot, or do you think he'll go back to the bench once Kispert is back and ready to go? It depends on the matchup, I think. Um, because the thing with Kispert, he gives us more size, mm-hmm. um, whereas Norvell gives us more speed mm-hmm. and more athleticism. Yep. Uh, so it it will really depend on the matchups. Okay. Um, I can see where we're needing uh, uh, bigger players against, like, St. Mary's. I can see Kispert starting those. But yeah. games against Pacific, LMU, San Francisco, where they're generally smaller teams. Yeah. I can see Norvell starting. But you would still think that both guys get a lot of minutes, though. Oh, absolutely. Both. Yeah. And that's that's why I was talking about a seven man rotation because you have Williams, Tilly, Melson, Perkins, Norvell, Rui, and Kispert. Yeah. Yes. Now halftime Zags are up by fourteen. Thoughts in the first half there. First half was um a little sloppy at times. Um again, uh forcing up shots that we shouldn't be. There was uh uh, possession where Larson gets trapped um, yeah. because he brings the ball down. Um, and then he he t- gets out of it, gets the ball to Norvell, and then Norvell's forced to jack up a three from the corner with four seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah. Um, we just – we need to be more efficient with our with our dribbles. We need to be more efficient with the passing. And we need to – Pass to get the great shot. Yes. We and tend to get a little it's... stagnant on offense to where mm-hmm. everybody's standing around. Yeah. Um, we lose that ball. Uh, we lose that player movement. Yeah, definitely. Now, second half starts out with back to back threes on Tilly and then uh, Nelson. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a great. Uh, that, that's what uh, drove us in the second half. Because yep. We played a, a near flawless second half. Oh yeah. Um it was just getting them uh getting them going and uh getting that confidence up. We we just killed it that second half. Absolutely. And when will teams learn that Zach Norvell get the three wide open, knocks it down? Absolutely, and, and that's how it should be for a shooter like him. When he has the wide open look, that needs to go down sixty percent of the time. Yeah. Um, just because he's that good of a shooter, he needs to be able to hit at a very high clip when it comes to those wide open threes. And when we work the ball inside out, we're going to have mm-hmm. more of those wide open threes. Exactly. Now, the pretty pretty block Tilly on Dickerson. Your thoughts on that little block he had on Dickerson? He, he does a great job of moving his feet. Um, there's not really a player that he can't guard. 
Um, he's got quick feet, quick hands, and he does a great job of jumping straight up and down. Um, with a lot of shot blockers, you tend to jump into the player. Yeah, the elbows. Um, yeah. Which will get you a foul every time, but he did a great job of jumping straight up and down yeah. and uh, taking that ball away from him. Oh, yeah. Now, about the sick pass from Zach to Melson, the baseline for the, for the finish. It, the passing was just amazing <laughs> with all of them. Yeah. Uh, that was, as far as uh, passing goes, this was probably one of our better games as yeah. far as ball distribution. Yeah. How good a passer is Zach Norvell? He can be a great one. Um, a Matt Bolden type passer. Yeah. That's high praise. Now, how about the crazy r- 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 running hook by J3 on that baseline down there? He's pretty amazing hook there. His his hook shots, what makes him such a special player? Yeah. Because he can hit it with the right hand or the left hand. Yeah. Um, what I'm more happy with and surprised about is our foul shooting in the shooting 80% from the line. That was impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause we're generally a poor 70s. foul shooting team. Yeah. We're normally in the, the high sixties, low seventies as far yeah. as the team and to shoot 80% as a team. Almost eighty-one percent, only missing five foul shots the entire game. On the road too. That's, mm-hmm. that's really good. Absolutely. Now, what was running through your mind when Perkins' shoulder went limp when locker room in the second half? There, I I, I text you. I was yeah. I was scared. Yeah. Um, it was nice to see him come back out real quick. Right. Um, it probably was just a stinger. Yeah. Um, well, actually, what happened, so I read an article uh, review, and Perkins said his shoulder popped out of place, then oh. popped it back in. So it was, it was his shoulder out of place, and then he popped it back in right after. Oh, wow. Yeah, with those, um, once you once you uh, get that adrenaline going, you just pop some pain pills, and yeah. you're good to go. And then it's just a matter of icing it and mm-hmm. uh, keeping the keeping the heat and keeping it wrapped up so that it doesn't pop back out of place. Right. And then he comes back in the game. It's a bounce pass to Williams for the dunk. His, his passing again, he wasn't <laughs> forcing anything. He was letting the game come to him. Right. Which is why he had one of his most efficient games that you'll ever see. Um, yeah. From an all around standpoint. Yeah. Um, four for five shooting three for four from the three. Three, three for three from free throws, two rebounds, eight assists, four steals, yeah. only one turnover. One of the yeah. better stat lines that you'll see him get oh, yeah. overall. That's pretty awesome. Now, this is pretty awesome, too. I've seven before, but J3's hook pass to Rui in the, fin- in the finish there is pretty sweet. Oh, absolutely. And Rui had a great game. Yeah. Again, um, he's going to be one of the ones that – when we play big time competition, he's not going to be one that we can count on, but playing uh, uh, against the WCC competition outside of maybe St. Mary's, uh, we can expect big big things from him. He had an efficient shooting game, five, 10 from the field, two for two from the line, three rebounds, 
He had an assist, a steal, 12 points. Pretty good. Took care of the ball. Yep. Yes, and uh, this is pretty funny, though. How many times do we have to watch the E-Dub students get pizza the whole game? Like four times, five times? It was like, <laughs> seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that coach, getting, that, yeah. getting everybody that pizza. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That, that's one way to win the fans over. Pizza for the fans, you know? Let's go. <laughs> pizza is life. I had that tonight, actually. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, now, getting back to the game here, but the Perkins off balance down to his back, down to three, that was pretty uh, awesome shot there. Oh, absolutely, as the shot clock was running down. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> He, he, was he was he, he felt that when he has the confidence yeah. going, he can hit from anywhere on the floor. Yeah, anywhere basically. There there isn't a shot he can't make when he has that confidence. No, not at all. And do you think he was fouled in that play when he when he fell down? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, the defender didn't give him room to land, and technically by rule that is a foul. Yeah. Yep. Now. Followed it up with a per half court alley to Rui on the dunk. Oh, it's beautiful! It reminds me of the uh, uh, the uh, Blake step, Blake step to uh, Roni. Yeah, Roni half court uh, dunks that we mm. see. Yeah, got flashbacks there. Absolutely. <laughs> now stats here for the game. J323 points, all rebounds, four assists, Perkins 14 and 8, Zach 21 points, really 12 off the bench thoughts on those stats there. They, we had a great all-around game. We had six players in double figures. Yeah. Um, with Tilly and Melson both putting up 11. Um, it was it was a great overall game from the team. Um, they had mentioned uh, one of the bits of the uh, telecast. I don't know if it was the Villanova game or the UW game. Um, they had mentioned uh, how many different uh, players that we've had lead the team in scoring. Yep. And that's something that we had a lot last year too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's excellent. When we can get big games from multiple players on different nights, you can't focus in on one single player. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, team stats here, as you mentioned, you just mentioned six zags, still with figures. Uh, we shot... 21-26 from the free throw line, 40, 40 boards, 27 boards, eight turnovers. Thoughts on those stats there? It, we had a great overall game all across the board, um, shooting 51% from the field, 36 from three, 81 from the line. We did a great job rebounding the ball, yep. um, getting 13 offensive boards. We did a good job of protecting the ball in the second half. Yeah. Uh, most of those eight turnovers happened in the first half. Um, we had nine steals as a team, twenty assists. We did we did a great job. Yep. Now I have a random random person from Twitter message me on Facebook or on Twitter this morning. I'm not sure if I agree with this, but he wants to ask a question here. From Rob from Pasco asks. Is it just me, or does or does Zach Norvell only play good in second second half games? No, I wouldn't say he only plays good in the second. Yeah, yeah. Um, he there is times where he does shine in the second half. Yeah, 
the Villanova game, or not the Villanova game, it was the uh, uh, Creighton. Creighton game, where he came, uh, he was cold in the first half, and then yep. came on fire in the second half. Oh, yeah. So, there's there's some truth into it, but I wouldn't say that he's only good in the second half. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Now, our buddy Matt Green has an NBA question he wants to ask you. Um, he wants to know, where do you think LeBron will go next year? Do you think so he might go to Houston to win a championship? That would be a nice spot for him, him to go. Houston's Houston's looking like a landing spot, but it's going to be a matter of uh, cap space. Yeah. They'll have Ryan Anderson's uh, deal that is killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on uh, who Cleveland can bring in, because it's very possible that Chris Paul doesn't stay in Houston again. True. Um, so it, it all depends on where these pieces play. I right. feel that um, next year, LeBron, D-Wade, Carmelo, and Chris Paul will all be mm-hmm. playing the same team. All those guys on the same team. All of them on the same team. Wow. And That'd be pretty and awesome. It's the banana boat, banana boat boys. <laughs> they're, they're gonna they're gonna play with one another before they retire. And That'd be awesome. This is about yeah. the last time that they'll be able to do so. Right. And they're all agents next year. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Wow. Watch out, NBA. Watch out next year. I guess. Now LeBron's going to go somewhere that he doesn't have to uh, do everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's defying father time right now with the way that he's playing. He's playing at playing his, he's playing a, uh, at an MVP caliber better than a lot of the MVP seasons that he's already had. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Absolutely. He's a, an athletic freak. Love, I love LeBron have since day one. Oh yes. LeBron's yeah. LeBron's been one of my favorite players. Um, D Wade is always going to be one of my favorites. Um, yeah. He's 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 doing uh, making his money for that Sixth Man of the Year award this year. Sure is. He was over. Is he is he playing over in Chicago? No, D Wade's playing in Cleveland. Cleveland, that's right. I forgot he, he goes all around. Um, yeah, Cleveland, that's right. All right. Now, what are your thoughts on super teams in the NBA? I tend to like them. Yeah. There's there's always been super teams in the NBA. Right. Going back to the um, Jordan. Jordan, the Bulls, Matt, right. the Lakers, Bird, and the Celtics, um, Pistons with Joe Dumars, Isaiah Thomas, Rodman. Yep. Um, say what you say, but these teams had multiple Hall of Famers on their teams. Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, the Spurs in the early 2000s yeah. with yeah. Nobley, Duncan, Robinson. Um, Parker. Yeah, Tony Parker. Um, that, that uh, I believe it was 1999 um, in the strike-shortened season when the Spurs yeah. won it all with, uh, mm-hmm. with a young Tim Duncan, David Robinson. Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like the super teams. Um, yeah. Because if you water down the teams, it's not going to make the game any more competitive. Mm-hmm. But you have the Sixers building their own super team. Yeah. Through um, the draft. Through the draft, exactly. Uh, 
Embiid is turning into one of my favorite players. Yeah, ben, yeah. Ben, be the next He's LeBron. Next LeBron, huh? So that's that's high praise. Have, for... have you seen this man play? He yes, is I have. a fitting image of LeBron when it comes to the, the style that they play. If he's healthy, yeah. He's... <laughs> Absolutely. I just watched a game where he had uh, 14 points. I think it was 17 assists Jesus. and 13 boards. Wow. That's efficient. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's going to be the rookie of the year this year. Yep, I agree. So he's a rookie this year? Or he's Absolutely. A rookie? He didn't qualify a game last year. Okay. Just there like what happened with uh, uh, Blake Griffin when Griffin Blake. missed yeah. his first year and then in his second season as a pro, but first full year, he won yeah. rookie of the year. Embiid, only playing in 31, last, in 31 games last year, was second in rookie of the year voting, uh, losing to Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, yeah. And I should be saying this, but um... – the Lakers had a meeting with LeVar Ball. They wanted him to pipe down on his Christmas Lakers at Walton and, and, his, and his playing time of of um, Alonzo and also absolutely their thought distraction. And he's definitely he's he's a he's an asshole. He's a distraction. And then your thoughts on him pulling his kids out from high school and college to go to the flip the way to play. And then, and it's like I don't get why he's doing this. None these these teams didn't want him. He, he now they're playing. Uh, I think it was Fish League. Yeah. Um. The the major uh, international teams didn't want them. <laughs> um. Basically, he's when he when he doesn't get what he wants, he he throws the fit. Um, yeah. He threw the coach under the bus last year. Uh, Steve Alford, he threw him under the bus last year when uh, Lonzo was playing at UCLA. Uh, yep. Talking about how the white kids are the reason that they lost the game. <laughs> um, talking about uh, LiAngelo being benched and how they're keeping the best shooter on the bench. He, yeah. And then um, with the reports that uh, LaMelo might not be eligible for college basketball because – of the shoe deal that he had with his family yeah. company. Oh, right. It just, he, when he doesn't get his way, he, he pouts basically. Yeah. He's, he makes Lonzo ball. Like, I mean, Lonzo's a great kid. Um, great talent, but he's just, he's just making people, him, people hate him because people guy. Are. Yeah. Yeah, I, he needs to he needs to go away or just pipe down or something. I don't know. But. Absolutely, and and you just some of these some of these uh, their dads that have the um the their sons that are excellent, like uh, Steph Curry's dad, Del Curry. Yeah, Del Curry was an NBA All Star a couple of times. One of the better three point shooters that we've uh, that we've seen in the NBA. Yeah, he's quiet. don't hear nothing from him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what are your uh, your preview of North Dakota and IUPUI IUPUI coming up? Uh, they both should be uh, pretty easy games. Um, right now, the uh, I can see us winning both games by twenty plus. Oh yeah, easy. Um, it's just a matter of. Uh, fine-tuning our game 
mm-hmm. before we go into the game against San Diego State, which will be our last high competition game before WCC play. Right. Yep. But, this game's also in, oh, down in California, too, yeah, in San Diego. Absolutely. Um, it's just it's going to be a matter of fine-tuning everything. We yep. can't go into the game against San Diego State or go into WCC play rusty. Yep. Um, we have to work out these these issues that we're having on the offensive end with the turnovers. Um, we have to work on the, the closing out on three-point shots. Mm-hmm. Because if we're lazy on our closeouts against teams like St. Mary's, it, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. Now, do you think that Gonzaga should renew its rivalry against WSU? I wouldn't mind it. Um, I wouldn't mind having an alternating, uh, alternating uh, one year against WSU, one year against UW. Mm-hmm. Um, even throwing an Eastern, having a game against Eastern in there. Uh, I'm not. I don't know about Eastern. You know, they're not really. Uh... They're they're uh, 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 not Division Two, but the uh, F FCS team, right? As far as that, but I wouldn't mind having the the Eastern game. We okay. we had uh, games against them in the past, and they were oh yeah, they were they were fun games to be at. Sure, um, and it's just a matter of uh, having the two the two hometown colleges going up against one another. Of course, it's not going to be a great game. Right. But uh, nah, Eastern has put out some good good talent recently. Oh, yeah. Um, Tyler Harvey a couple of years ago. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. And then uh, going back even further from when Eastern was playing Gonzaga. Alvin Snow. Uh, Rodney Stuckey was uh, – Ron- Oh, Stuckey, yeah. So it's they they can put out good talent, um, and I, I I just wouldn't mind seeing that, seeing them play each other again, right? Instead of playing teams like uh, Incarnate Word <laughs> or uh, playing Howard, yeah, throw Eastern in there instead of those teams, or or or, or Washington State or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, if you if you had a dream team to play who who would you, who would you want to play at a home, home and home series down, down the down the stretch for Gonzaga dream in dream scenario you want to have, scenario have, them, yeah, play, home have, and have, have, have them play yeah dream scenario would be home and home against Notre Dame I thought you would say that okay <laughs> that would be a dream scenario for me yeah it'd be fun also, Irish are a good team, good yeah. program. And I honestly wouldn't mind having a home and home against Duke each year. Against Duke? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because, or, or a Kentucky team. Yeah. Just to get those those high level games like we did, uh, um, like we had the chance in the PK 80, yep. um, or playing against North Carolina in the national championship. Having more of the games, um, even the. Uh, even when we played uh, Duke, what was it, ten years ago? Um, mm-hmm. we had uh, Duke that we pl- we faced them twice within like a three or four year period. That's right. Yeah. Uh, one of them that we won, and then another one that we got smashed on. 
Right. But now, playing against teams like that, that will help with, uh, with our tournaments in March. Yeah. I don't think that Duke, Kentucky, I don't think those teams will actually come to Gonzaga to, to play a game. They Absolutely to... not. No. And that's, that's why this is a dream scenario because there's no way they would, they would come to Spokane. I, but I will yeah, say, I think the two times that we faced Duke, it was at uh, Madison Square. Madison Square Garden. Yep. Yep. And I will say this though, I'll give this credit team part of the Michigan State. They came they came in, they beat us, but it was a great game. They came in to play at our home court. That's because that's one of the reasons why I respect Tom Izzo. He'll, yeah. he'll go anywhere. He's he's not he's not, not afraid. Yeah, he's not afraid. And he's not gonna make you come to his house. Yeah. But uh I still go back to that Michigan State game at uh in Maui. In Maui. That was insane. Yep. Yeah. Amo. Amo's a, a beast. <laughs> and they were talking about uh Amo in the uh broadcast. Of course. It, every um, broadcast that happened. Every broadcast it comes well, broadcast. It was just a matter yeah. of uh uh bringing up him and his NBA career and how yep. drafted before Brandon Roy. And yep. if it wasn't for the knee injury, um Morrison's second year, he probably would have had a good career in the NBA. Yeah. Because he, he had a great rookie year. He had 14 points a game as a rookie. Yeah. Um, playing for the Bobcats. He yeah. just, that second year, he tore up his... was it Because he wasn't a very athletic guy to begin with. Right. And shredding his knee made it worse. Absolutely. Why don't you go here, final thoughts on uh, Gonzaga's basketball, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Um, they, they had a great week. Um, they just need to push forward, work on the little things, um, that will help make them a stronger team come end of the year. But, uh, I'm, I'm getting excited for league play. Yeah, it's coming up. Absolutely. Hopefully I'll take you out to a game this year. Absolutely. I'd like that. GH. Yep. Go talk, (laughs) go talk to my man, Heister. (laughs) Your man heister. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I gotcha. All right. Well, on to next week, man. Absolutely. Have a good night. You too. Thanks.